Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Better Off Wed. My name is Sean. I'm Pat. And we're musicians, DJs in the greater Philadelphia area. There's something that I have to say, Pat, and it's that I have kind of a sickness, and my sickness is I know too many Christmas songs. I thought you were going to say it was Cowbell. (laughs) (laughs) I can vouch for you by saying that you have a lot of Christmas albums. And today's episode is our 12 favorite Christmas albums. So number 12 on up to number one. Is that yeah, how we're, we're going to go? Here? Yeah, it's loosely in order of our favorites from least favorite to most favorite of the 12, but they're all good. It's loose. Yeah. You know, because some of these are my favorite other days and some not. But before we get started, I just want to say that the way that I'm thinking about this and the framework of these 12 albums is that. There's no soundtracks or like random compilations of Christmas songs just kind of all put together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that would be crazy because there's so many of those types of things. So you're not going to see like the Elf soundtrack on this or like whatever record labels collection of Christmas songs from a certain amount of years. You're not going to see stuff like that. This is albums that were created as a whole to be put out. All right. Does that make sense? Mostly by artists. There are some that are technically like compilation albums because they have multiple artists, but they were recorded to come out on this album. And, and produced mostly by the same person. And produced by the same okay. like explicitly for an album. Got it. That's where my head's at. Cool. All I, right. I like where your head's at, Sean. All right. Um, why don't we get started then? I would love to get started. All right, cool. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Number 12 is Elvis's Christmas album. 1957 is the year. Wow. And one thing I'm going to be talking about with a lot of these albums is that this specific album is when a certain version of a song or a certain song became famous or became yeah. part of the Christmas canon. And there's no doubt that Elvis's Blue Christmas is one of the most famous Christmas songs of all time. And it came out on this album in 1957. Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love. But I have to say that Blue Christmas is not my favorite song. Yeah, I wouldn't put that up there in my favorite songs, but I do I do recognize how important it is. Right. It's a the, good song. In the Christmas canon, yeah. Right. But honestly, like two other songs on this album that I love and the vibe that I love is Santa Claus is Back in Town. That's the first track from the album, and it's just, it comes right out with him wailing, and it's so good. And then there's also Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me, which is like a bluesy yeah. kind of shuffly. Santa Bring My Baby. Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me. I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. I just need my baby's arms wound around me tight. Oh, Santa, hear my plea. Another great tune. And there's a lot of great arrangements of songs on this album. Um, his version of Here Comes Santa Claus, which is like, it's like a kid's song. But the way he does it, like it's all, Here comes Santa Claus. Like it's real shuffly. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus land. All right, you, cool. you snap every time you do anything for Elvis, right? Any Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these songs are jazzy too, so yeah. I'm going to be snapping. I'll sit on my hands. <laughs> all right. 
Let's move on to number 11. Bing Crosby's White Christmas. So there's a lot of like jazz albums from what people call the golden age of Christmas music. There's a lot of these pop standards albums that are really popular. And Frank Sinatra too, really popular. He actually didn't make it on our list. I know that his arrangements are great, but there's no song that I can really think of and DM me if if uh, you disagree that Frank does that is either an arrangement that has become a standard now or a song that we hadn't heard that he performed first, yeah. that he made it famous. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a song like that where he's made that version or that song famous. Yeah. But Bing Crosby, White Christmas, he first sings it in 1942 for the movie Holiday Inn and then also in the movie White Christmas, which came mm-hmm. out a few years later. But this album is from 1945, and it has the version of White Christmas yeah. on it. That is the OG. And also, his arrangement of Jingle Bells with the Andrews Sisters mm-hmm. is, also, uh, on that is album too. also on that album. And that's a go-to arrangement. Making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a slaying song tonight. Jingle bells to jingle bells. Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a And also, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas is on that album. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. You can kind of pinpoint this album as like the standard of, okay, this is what the golden age of Christmas nostalgia is going to feel like. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on. Number 10, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, It's a Holiday Soul Party. This is such a freaking fun album. It's so much fun. first song on the album is actually a Hanukkah song. It's called Eight Days of Hanukkah, and it starts out with just eight hits. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's just so fun. <laughs> um, if you don't know who Sharon Jones is, she's a funk soul singer. She died in 2016. She actually had success relatively late in her life. Her first album was when she was 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned that too, and I thought it was really cool. She's awesome. And the Dap Kings, her band is amazing. Some highlights of this album, a decent amount of songs in this album are songs that they wrote for the album, yeah, including yeah. that first one. And then there's Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects, which is a great song. Just Another Christmas Song, This Time I'll Sing Along in parentheses. And then their versions of, of classic tunes are so fun. Like their version of White Christmas is just like a dance song. Also, they have Funky Little Drummer Boy. So it's Little Drummer Boy, but it's just funkier and fun. If you haven't heard this one, this is kind of a lesser-known album. Definitely check it out. It's so great. 
Hopefully somebody gives it to me on vinyl this year for Christmas and not pointing any fingers to anybody. You don't have to point. You're looking at me. (laughs) We do a Pollyanna in our siblings' family, so we don't get gifts for each other individually. Anyway, that's unrelated to what we need to be talking about (laughs) today, which is Christmas albums. All right, next album is number nine, A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector from 1963. Now, this is what you're referring to with the compilation of a producer compiling songs for a Christmas album. Yeah, so it's not a producer compiling songs. It's an album that was recorded by multiple artists Mm -hmm. for this specific moment. If you don't know who Phil Spector is, he's a super famous producer known for what was called the Phil Spector Wall of Sound. His production style, it kind of changed the way that rock and pop albums were put together. But this album, first of all, it has the original version of Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, Mm. and sung by Darlene Love. But also this whole album has such a character to it. All the songs sound so similarly, and they have this like, cool early 60s soul rock and roll vibe songs like the Ronettes version of Sleigh Ride and also their version of Frosty the Snowman and then the Crystals version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town this is the first arrangement that's like this this is the one that in the future the Jackson Five, Mariah Carey, Michael Bublé, and Bruce Springsteen, and the Pointer Sisters, they all perform this arrangement of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This album has so many of the original arrangements for songs that people perform this way now. Yeah. And it also has the first version of Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. This album is seriously like on everybody's list of mm-hmm. of best Christmas oh, yeah. albums of all time. Oh, what a good one. All right, number eight. Ooh, Sean, this is a good one. James Brown's Funky Christmas. I ain't talking just to tease people like you that don't go So this came out in 1995, his Funky Christmas. Mm -hmm. Really, I don't know if I'm breaking my rule now. Really, this is a collection of his Christmas songs from three different albums. You can't actually buy James Brown's Funky Christmas on vinyl right now. I mean, maybe there's some sort of pressing of it, but it came out in 95, so I think it wouldn't be. And the only one that you can really find right now is his album called Soulful Christmas. So the three albums that it's taking songs from is James Brown's Christmas Songs in 1966, A Soulful Christmas in 1968, and Hey America, It's Christmas in 1970. And many of the songs on these albums 
end on this greater James Brown's Funky Christmas. A lot of them are his own songs. Mm -hmm. There's a few, he does the Christmas song and he does Please Come Home for Christmas, which are two kind of standard ones. But besides those two, most of the songs are just really fun songs that he wrote. Like uh, Soulful Christmas is one, which is really fun. Yeah. And then there's also songs like Let's Make Christmas Mean Something this year. I don't know. You put this one on. It's just so fun and funky. It's just like James Brown can write any type of song with his sound. It doesn't feel like a standard Christmas album. It feels so original. Pat, I know I'm talking a lot. It's because I did this episode. Yeah, Sean, Sean definitely <laughs> was the one who was like, we got to talk about some Christmas albums again because he uh, has a slight obsession with purchasing Christmas vinyl. All right, I'm going to talk about one more and then I'll let you talk about one because you... you yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. There's some of these I, I definitely know. As we get to the very top. Very well, yeah. yeah. Number seven, Ella wishes you a swinging Christmas from 1960. Maybe it's much too early in the game Oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same what are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve. Have you ever heard somebody say like, oh man, I love their voice. I would listen to them sing the phone book. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard that before. And I always thought that was like a weird thing to say. Like I'd listen to them sing anything. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about singers that I would, and Ella Fitzgerald is a singer I would listen to sing anything. Not only would I listen to her sing anything, but I would listen to her sing any Christmas song, and she makes it awesome. That's Frosty the Snowman. He's a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. So this whole album, Ella Wishes You a Swinging Christmas, uh, maybe most popular from it is her arrangement of Sleigh Ride. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. But there's tons of other great tunes that she does on there. And it's a pretty long album. So that's another one I don't have on vinyl. Just, just dropping a hint I'm just out throwing there. it out in the world. You know, in case anybody's listening. (laughs) Pat, why don't you talk about our number six favorite album? All right, number six, George Winston's December from 1982. Who is George Winston? George Winston. Um, he grew up in Montana. He's considered a new age pianist. And this album, I mean, for us growing up, I've probably listened to this album more than I've listened to any other album right. in my life. That's probably true. Yes. Definitely true. It's, for dev- me. it's definitely true for me. And it's called December. The first song on it is Thanksgiving. 
It also has the Christmas canon. Yeah, it's well, it's actually it's called Variations on the Canon, but it's not in D. He plays it in C. And it's different than the original. I've heard Pachelbel's canon more than enough in my life. But his verse is pretty cool. It's different. It's it's spread out more. And he does have some other songs in there like Holly and the Ivy and Carol of the Bells yes. is a highlight. His version is awesome. But then he has tons of songs that he wrote for the album, songs like Thanksgiving, and he has these three night parts, which are cool. Everything is, it makes you feel like you're standing in the middle of a field when the snow is falling. It's just like this blanket of beautiful powdered snow Yeah, that you're just looking around. There's something very calming about it. It's peaceful. It's got that starkness of winter, but it's definitely our most listened to album of oh, all yeah. time. And and you can always put on uh, his three pieces from the Snowman. Oh yeah, that he on did after that. Album. <laughs> his music is meant to conjure up images of nature, and it's meant to be meditative. Mm-hmm. People say he's a new age pianist. He doesn't consider himself new age. He calls himself like a folk pianist. It's not like what you think of new age as. It does have a folksier quality to it. He also plays like harmonica and guitar mm-hmm. on other albums. And we did get to see him live, too, perform some of these songs. But anyway, I think we've talked too long about an album that nobody listens to. (laughs) And if you don't listen to it, you should listen to it. It's a really great piano, meditative, mellow album that you can really put on at any time. Sean, this is a great segue into the next album that everybody (laughs) has listened to. Number five, Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas. I mean, it has the biggest modern hit, All I Want for Christmas is You, which is essentially now a golden you know, Christmas song. That's, that's it may that's, be the most famous Christmas song. Yeah. It's number one right now on the Billboard Hot 100. Did it hit number one last year on, on yeah, the Hot 100? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I think that last year might have been the first time it reached the number one position on the Billboard charts. It's a crazy song, um, and it's a good song. Okay, but this album... Yes. Tell me more about some of the great moments on this album. Oh my gosh. Well, we were talking about Baby Please Come Home earlier. Right, Christmas, yeah. And she does a phenomenal version of that song on right. here. Um, oh Holy Night, I mean... Just when how, she goes up, does the how whistle high ring. Can she, yeah, how high can she sing? It really is impressive. This album, it's a Christmas album, but it also shows Mariah Carey's vocal yeah, it's, skill. It's also, it's a gospel album. Yes. Which is really what gives it its best character is that there's tons of amazing backup gospel vocals. There's tons of amazing gospel arrangements. The last song on the album, Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child, is oh one of my favorite songs on the album. Jesus. Jesus, 
if you guys skip that one in the past, it's seriously amazing. It's got like a double time at the thing end. at the end, and just I'm trying. I think oh, I, I think so I tried good. to count one time how many times I say Jesus. This album is uh, definitely one of the most successful Christmas albums of all time. Yeah. With All I Want for Christmas is You being perhaps, actually, White Christmas is the most successful Christmas song of all time. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. White Christmas has the most physical sales of a, of a song. It's compiled with it's all like the 50 other million. artists. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is up there. This has a mm-hmm. lot. All mm-hmm. I Want for Christmas is You. But... You know, we don't sell physical copies of anything anymore. No. So, <laughs> all right, you all know that album. Let's go to number four. Uh, one of my favorite singers of pop standards and jazz standards of all time. This came out in 1962. This is Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. If there's anything that makes you feel more like Christmas, I don't know what it is. Because the moment you hear those strings in the beginning of the Christmas song, it's like if, if you hear that at any other time of the year, you're like, whoa, whoa, turn that off. <laughs> okay, you can't do this to me you're right now. You're overwhelming me right now. The story of this album and the recording of the Christmas song is actually pretty interesting. So the song was written by Mel Torme back in 1945. Mel Torme is a great songwriter and performer too, if you ever heard his stuff. So he wrote this back in 1945. And then the King Cole trio, which is Nat King Cole's trio back in the mid 40s, mm-hmm. they recorded it in 1946, but they never released it. What? Yeah, they did it as, a, as a, just a trio. And then... Nat King Cole records a Christmas album called The Magic of Christmas in 1960, but then he re-recorded the Christmas song that he had done a while back, but with strings, the recording that we know, not with his trio. And then they reissued the album in 1963 under the name The Christmas Song. Because it was so popular? Because that song was so popular, yeah. Wow. And because that recording was so good. So they they reissued The Magic of Christmas album and made it into... The Christmas Song album. And that's the song. This is one of the most successful Christmas songs of all time. Oh, yeah. He loses points, though, for his accent in O Ten and Baum. <laughs> it's just, it's horrendous. But he, he gains points because, <laughs> oh, wait, no, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth isn't on the No, that's not, right? no, God, no. That was just some other thing. No, this, uh, one of the things I love when I listen to Nat King Cole sing songs in other languages, because he has, like, you know, stuff that he sings in Spanish, uh, the song L-O-V-E, he actually has four versions of the yeah, song. One in, in French, languages. one in Italian, one in Spanish, one in English, maybe one in German. But he just sounds like Nat King Cole, <laughs> like not trying to use the correct accent in a language. And it's it's always entertaining to me. Did it work? Did what work? Did it work? Do people listen to those songs? <laughs> they listen to them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, moving on from Nat, we're going to head to number three. Stevie Wonder's Someday at Christmas from 1967. Ah, yes. The first song on the album is Someday at Christmas. 
You like that song, Pat? That song. We've, we've done covers of that many times. We have times. done a cover of it, yeah. A world where men are free. Someday at Christmas there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for When we have found what life's really worth There'll be peace on earth We're also huge Stevie Wonder fans. Yeah, I mean, so. just love Stevie Wonder. But thinking about, you know, albums that made a song popular, these mm-hmm. are two songs that were written for this album. Someday at Christmas and What Christmas Means to Me. What Christmas Means to Me is definitely one of my personal favorite Christmas songs of all time. Oh yeah, candles burning low Lots of mistletoe Lots of snow and ice Everywhere I just love Stevie. He's just one of my favorite musicians in the world. But this album is so good. And honestly, what Christmas means to me, it's just, it's, it's such a good song. And there's so many great covers of that yeah. song, too. All right, moving to number two. Pat. Ooh, we're getting close. The year we graduated high school, 2006. Oh, we old. This album is called Songs for Christmas, and it's by the artist Sufjan Stevens who is an indie folk artist. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Performs a lot of different instruments and has written a ton of music. Ton of music. He has released so much stuff over the years. His album "Come On Feel the Illinois" is like the first time. Yep, I really started listening to him. But he's just an amazing songwriter and composer. He composes a lot of stuff too for orchestras and groups and stuff yeah. like that. And this album in particular, if you have the the vinyl, it's it's four vinyl, right? No, it's five. Oh, vinyl. five vinyl. This what? is. This is a collection of five EPs. Yeah. So when you bought it on CD, it was five CDs. That's right. Yeah. So it's a collection of five separate EPs with a total of 42 songs. It's so much music. He does so many songs, a lot of religious songs and hymn songs, but in like a folky indie style. And Mm -hmm. then also he writes a bunch of random songs. Like my favorite on the album is called Come On, Let's Boogie to the Elf Dance. It's a great song. Kmart is closed, so is the baby. also has these other songs like one song is called it's christmas let's be glad another song is only at christmas time 
Another one is, that was the worst Christmas ever, exclamation <laughs> point. Oh, another one. Did I make you cry on Christmas Day? Get behind me, Santa. <laughs> I know for me, particularly, that I listened to this album so, so much in college. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, after it came out, because it came out at the end of high school for us. And I spent a lot of time with this in my, I should say, in our car. I spent a lot of time with this in our car, even if you weren't there listening to it. <laughs> this album, too, has such great replay value. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many songs and the quality of the songs are so great, he actually spent five years writing this album. This was over a five-year period of him recording these songs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's, it's a pretty crazy endeavor. So with that, let's go to the album that we have at the number one spot, although I think any of these top five or six or seven could mm-hmm. inhabit the number one spot. And, and if you love Christmas music and you've been listening to this and you're like, why haven't they said this one yet? <laughs> now you know why. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Come on. Everybody loves it. This is probably my second most listened to. Yeah, this Christmas. one has such great Just replay Sunday, value. December. Vince Garaldi trio. Um, I guess what it is about the greatest Christmas albums is that the songs that they introduce us to or the arrangements that they introduce us to are so good and never leave us. And this is an album, honestly, from beginning to end that has the best versions of songs or introduces us to these amazing songs. What do you think of Pat when you think of Charlie Brown Christmas? You know what? This year I've been popping on, you know, a lot of Christmas music. We've been listening in, in our house to Christmas music for a long time so far. Um we put we our, have a strict rule in our household, yeah. no Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we don't we don't have that rule. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we also decorated in like November. Um all right, like but early it, COVID, all right, yeah, coronavirus, just, it, it's it's been it's, a year. It's a weird year, guys. Um, I've just noticed how much of an influence that this album style-wise had just listening to like these playlists with jazzy Christmas tunes on it. This one is the best. I hear people do other stuff and I, and I think it sounds great. I can't stop from coming back to this. It's got Linus and Lucy. That's a song for this album. It's mm-hmm. got Christmas Time Is Here. That's a song for this album. It's crazy. His arrangements of O Tannenbaum, his arrangements of What Child Is This? I mean, it's just so good. And then even songs like Skating. This album from beginning to end is essentially a perfect album. Yeah. One could argue. Uh, if you don't agree with us, that's fine. Just DM us. Or don't and <laughs> enjoy your Christmas. You can check this playlist out on Spotify. It's our top 12 Christmas albums. You'll see a link in the notes below. We hope you guys have a great Christmas, a great Hanukkah, a great Kwanzaa, a great Festivus, a great winter, a great solstice. We hope that whatever you celebrate, 
it's great this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Peace. Peace.